0: welcome back to another episode of highlighting the all sports culture podcast sam kurt Sully the trio is back here we go today we're gonna to be breaking down the Julio Jones news when Shannon Sharp called him on the undisputed show um and I'm pretty sure he didn't know he was live but broke some crazy ass news that he wants out of uh Atlanta and then we're gonna be breaking down our reactions to all of the first round games of the NBA I believe um there have been two series that have about two games I believe is that correct Yeah, And then all the other ones have had uh, one game. So we'll be breaking down our reactions to that. And that's pretty much it. First off, getting into the Julio news. Like I mentioned earlier a little bit, uh, Shannon Sharp called him on Undisputed and said, Julio, what's the deal, basically? Which uh, I do believe might be technically illegal to call him and not say that he's being recorded and say that he's live and ask him that kind of stuff. Um, Your boy went to journalism school. He's been through the ringer. I do believe you're not allowed to do that. It technically uh, varies in which state you're in um yeah. but i'm pretty sure for a phone call it might not matter but regardless i mean they're friends i doubt anything's actually gonna happen with that but i do think it was a little scummy i don't think julio knew but maybe who knows maybe they planned it out maybe it's like yeah call me at 10 30 on monday and i'm gonna be ready and like maybe they planned it out that's the way julio wanted to break the news to atlanta that he wanted to leave get the ball rolling on a trade but regardless So what are we we thinking here? The Kyle Pitts trade, um, I mean, the Kyle Pitts draft pick makes a little bit of sense now. As we were talking the entire offseason leading up to the draft, that was kind of their Julio Jones replacement. Kyle Pitts obviously is a tight end, but he can play outside. He's kind of do-it-all prospect. And um, But yeah, so it kind of seems like the Falcons are leading more towards a rebuild if they were to trade Julio. Julio, excuse me. Um, They're not like incredibly deep in offense, so. I, w- I don't think they'd be insane.
1: Yeah. What do I don't, think? Like the news. Um, I feel like a lot of people were like, almost had this like surprised reaction about it. And it's like, I think we all knew this was kind of trending this way for weeks and months to come. We obviously saw the initial report. I don't know who said it, that the Falcons were exploring options for Julio. That was around like a month ago. Then obviously as time's gone on, you've kind of realized that Julio and Atlanta may not be working out. I just had a 10 year stint with them drafted. Them, I think in 2010, or 2011 so i mean it's apparent that atlanta i mean we've talked about it several times on this podcast how you have we have these high expectations for them and they're not as of recently a winning team and at least for next year doesn't look like they're gonna be a deep playoff team i mean they have a first year head coach and obviously the offense on that team looks pretty good but there's still a lot of Hole is obviously, especially on the defensive side. So Julio Jones being there, especially being in the late stages of his career, if he does want to win Atlanta, doesn't seem like the likelihood in the place to be that um, if he wants to go to another team and try and get a ring or get a Super Bowl, obviously he's going to want to do that. The big question is, where will he end up? Because obviously, if you want Julio Jones, you're not just taking the player, you're taking the salary and his contract, obviously. And that's why teams are in a way hesitant to kind of want to make the move. Um, obviously, he's an elite level wide receiver and that, you know, two years ago, we were a lot of people were saying he was the best wide out in the league. Um, so he obviously has the talent to make a team a Super Bowl contender. It's just what team is he going to end up on? Uh, should be in- I mean, sure. What's uh? they got the cat.
2: They need a wide receiver. Thank you. Makes sense. Uh, That's but- for ones to overthrow him. Yeah, you can't overthrow Julio,
0: though. Right. He's Julio, got, like, he, Julio will he's got, like extendo like... arms. He just, like, goes up and gets it.
1: Yeah. Um. So, we'll see. Um. Uh, like I said, doesn't look like his stint in Atlanta is going to last long, and it will be intriguing to see where he ends up.
2: Look, Sully, you said that it makes the Kyle Pitts pick look more like it makes more sense. I'd argue the opposite. I was you say they should have went QB. Yeah, I definitely think. Yeah, well, I mean, that, I, that also makes sense, fi- I was a Fields believer, obviously. And if they didn't believe in Fields, I get it then. then don't take him. Uh, if you don't believe in the quarterback you'd be taking at fourth overall, don't take him. Like, that makes sense, despite what I think, obviously. So, Fields isn't your guy. He's not your guy. And they obviously were in love with Pitts. I think everyone in the world was in love with Pitts. I don't think I've heard a single person dislike Pitts at any point during the draft process. So can't really blame him for taking him. And like you were saying, he's both a Julio replacement and they're starting tight end. Now Atlanta's just like in this spot where like, they're going to keep sucking. And it's just like, I don't know. Uh, I think Julio is going to end up in new England, but that's just me. Uh, I think the Patriots, just they've done so much this offseason to make their teams so much better and this roster is really freaking good it's just missing an alpha wide receiver and if they wanted to help out mac jones progress and help out cam newton be a good starting quarterback this year
1: there's no helping that (laughs) i mean leo jones nelson Aguilar. I will um, – I don't know if you guys watched Born. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but Orlovsky was talking about if Julio Jones ended up in New England, and he was, like, very strong on his opinion that New England would be a top-four team in the AFC if they got it, Julio Jones.
2: Oh, they're definitely a playoff team, 1,000%. Oh,
1: yeah, but it's just how
2: – Listen, when you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to be able to do anything, so. I, I still think Cam – like, he wasn't very good last year, but I
1: think – the hate he like for him horrible. is horrible. The hate nah, for him was, is outrageous. He was pretty. He was pretty terrible. It's kind of. I'm with Sully. He was worse I'm than Mitch ex- Trubisky
2: last year. Ex- he was really good at the start of the year. Then he gets COVID. He gets out because of COVID. He comes back from COVID and he's not the same. It was like that for a lot of players last year. So I would. I don't know, man. Kobe I would press the brakes. A his couple brain times. away. <laughs> We'll see, anyway. but I'm just,
1: so, I, I don't expect them to start the whole year. I expect a MAC change sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, he's probably going to the Giants for like a fourth round pick. Nice. He'll start over Danny Dimes.
1: He will. Oh, I Can- even- no, no, no. no, no. Yeah, keep yeah. Cam Newton
0: far away from my team. I meant Julio <laughs> Jones.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, so like- you want, want Galladay and Julio? Yeah, why not? Just keep it coming. <laughs> why not? Come on.
0: But, uh, yeah, that's that's it it's for the Julio Jones is pretty much predict.
2: I said the Colts. Oh, I oh, you were serious about that? Well, no, I think the Colts should trade
0: for him. I don't think he's going to go to the Colts. Um, if probably where he's going to land, yeah, probably the Patriots or like uh I've Seen
2: the Ravens a lot,
1: 49ers. Yeah, I man. God, if
2: he went to San Fran, I want
0: Yeah, maybe the 49ers. I don't know. I don't think he should go to the Ravens.
1: I think he should go I to mean, the Washington actually, football team. I mean the
0: Ravens wouldn't be that bad. No, Washington football team sucks. Uh moving on. Your receiving core is
2: already a really good, Kurt.
0: So. Your team sucks. Okay. Sully. Um moving about. on. Moving on to the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, great games. Great games. A lot of good games. Um, I mean, yeah. where do we start? First of all, let's start with the best game. We all know what we're gonna say. Say it on three. One, two. Three, Knicks,
2: Hawks. Oh, okay, number. but okay, I, was, I have, to, I have a. Nah, bucksy was bias. really good. Yeah, I was, Bucks say was team. really good. Game one. <laughs> well, yeah, game, two. game two. Game two for my enjoyment was fantastic, but. Yeah, what happened, man? Game Jimmy one. Butler's... I'm telling you,
0: we got to make the graphic of Jimmy Butler saying I'm stupidly locked in or whatever it was, and then he's <laughs> literally shooting, they, like, 15%. They,
2: they've had Giannis and P.J. Tucker essentially be glued to that man this entire series, and he cannot do shit. I will
1: say, I have not heard a peep of hate towards Jimmy Butler, which is fine because of what he did last year, but it's like, he deserves criticism. Or Bam. cannot. Well, like...
0: Some players just are kind of like resistant to criticism, like the first wave of it, just because of like Jimmy Butler, his mindset and like who, like everyone loves him. So you're not going to criticize him after like a a couple bad games, even though you should. If Giannis started off shooting 25%, I mean, the world would explode.
2: Yeah, Giannis got fucking criticized to hell and back from game one. Yeah. And he played fine.
1: (laughs) Can you imagine if what jimmy did if it was paul george the man would not make it out alive oh yeah. my god it's it that's that's what makes me a little upset because he's not playing well the heat are not playing well i mean game one they played fine um and then game two they literally took a shit on the bed so
0: yeah there were shits everywhere on the bed <laughs> and um, then they tried
2: purposely hurting our players which was great uh that's a In the second i actually think that's a good strategy yeah it's a it's a strat to if take you're out losing you might as well go down and just take everyone out with
0: you you know right. um but yeah the first game really really good chris middleton with the game winner i do think it's a little funny i mean i don't think it's like funny but like Giannis is like the best player on the box like he's like the mvp candidate blah 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 like that man sits under the basket the last two minutes of the game and chris middleton takes all mid-range shots and Giannis just like tips it in if they misses. like <laughs> i i just think it's like i want to make fun of Giannis. like great player i respect it but like come on like you're the best player in the team like you just sit under the basket the last two minutes of the game like you don't touch the ball and like chris middleton i mean chris middleton's like he works better at the end of the game because at the end of the game you know defense you know it's it's more of like half court offenses and whatnot but i just think it's funny um i just had to throw that in there do you think that's funny, or you don't
1: think it's very funny? You don't <laughs> look like you think hooper, it's funny, dude. Sam. Uh, yes. no, is. Is yes. Sam would be the last one to think that's
2: funny. Yeah, <laughs> no. and, and I doesn't I mean, think it's like, very funny. Giannis had a pretty rough game in game one. He wasn't shooting well. He literally only could make a basket under in the restricted area. <laughs> and he couldn't hit his free throws. We had so many opportunities to win the game late in fourth in the fourth quarter due to our free throws. And both Giannis, Drew, and Brooke all miss free throws down the stretch. And then, you know, they tie it, and we go to OT, and we win. And then yesterday it happened. You did win. I got to say, I commend
0: Jimmy. Jimmy Beller's playing horrible this series, but in game one, at the end of the game, that man took Giannis straight up one-on-one and, one and just took him to the rack.
1: That's impressive, man. I was getting worried because there was, like, three seconds left and he's like beyond the arc I like running back i'm like three. what are you doing they just like sprints yeah. to the basket and just taps and like puts it in at the last second it was like yeah it was great pretty timing good. Yeah. but um yeah now
0: with the Bucks up to does this change your guys opinions on the series like drastically do you think it's going to be like a sweep or do you still think it's going to go like six seven
1: no i don't, I don't I think, mean, don't think sweep, it's going to be a sweep but like, but like i i mean i predicted heat and now i'm going to go Heat in seven yeah, I'm going to go bucks now because
0: yeah, I would say bucks in like 6. Oh,
2: look how the turntables.
0: Yeah, Sam, that's what happens after they win two games, all yeah. right?
2: you didn't believe i told you guys we're gonna do it this year
0: you literally said i think we might lose this series
1: yeah i did but <laughs> i never said that we did i chose the box sam doesn't want the fans to know she said yeah i'm shitting my pants yeah I'm so he nervous. was scared
2: yeah i i was nervous but
1: i'm i'm confident
2: now man i'm confident we're gonna it's, fucking it's, whoop the net's ass and then we're gonna not at at all. All. Okay, okay, the full, i was on the gun. I, I was, I was the gun.
1: on the bucks train last year and they let me down so i was a little hesitant to be yeah. On
0: it this year once they bite you in the ass you gotta get off the train exactly
1: yeah. it's hard yeah. to get back on yesterday
2: was just a treat though I will say that game
0: yeah good. don't don't get too confident
2: uh, I'm not I hey the series is I've learned very valiantly over the in the past two years that we can fucking crumble and it just does a, a finger snap yeah with the Raptor, is gonna snap. With the Raptor series where we were up two oh and then we dropped four straight it can happen it okay. can
0: uh moving on to Mavs say? Clippers game one Mavs Luca man Luca is ridiculous dude this guy's crazy
1: wait you think um, that that's crazy man that's a yeah. weird
2: take I don't know
0: I mean dude it's almost like you've said it 20 times on the pod I know but the thing about it is I didn't trust him to do it in this playoff game against I mean not that I didn't trust him he's done it before but I just thought that the Clippers are my finals pick not not to win the entire thing, but to go to the finals. Um, so oh, I was like, I, I thought that they were gonna be able to.
1: Boo. Why are you saying so, boo? So many people had a Lakers Clippers Western Conference Finals, and I was like, uh, I mean, after the Jazz getting.
2: Smacked, all right, so you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're the
0: you're the kid that hates that on people for like going like doing how what's I, popular, because I don't agree with it. Okay, that's one thing. If you don't agree with it, but the way you say it is like I picked it differently because so many people what, had it the other way. When
1: did those words come out <laughs> no, of my mouth? The, your that's connotation, man? It was your interpretation. I, I said you had Clippers, Lakers. I, what did I say? You I, said
0: so many people had Clippers, Lakers. Wait, right, because I'm saying Swiss I dis- I disagree with it. Okay, I don't think it's didn't right. You did say that at first, not, though.
1: Sorry, I disagree with the take. You're allowed right, to pick you whatever you want. You Thank are you. A, yep. Good you job. Know, yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Yep. No, no, you're good. It's not what you wanted. I'm just saying I don't like people that go against the grain just to, like, be different. I
1: agree. I completely agree with that. I didn't know that
0: you actually genuinely thought that that wasn't going to happen.
1: No, I genuinely do not think that a Clippers-Lakers-Western Conference Finals will happen.
0: You're a Suns guy. Yes. We'll get I'm to the Suns. Suns. I'm a Suns guy. Uh, Mavericks-Clippers, we'll go semi-quickly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Luca pretty much just, like, won this. Like, I mean, the Mavs played decent. The other uh, right. the supporting cast. But... Let
1: me. All right. I was having this conversation with some buddies yesterday. Um, just take like Luca, like just take him off the team and replace him with like, I don't know, like an average player. Goran Dragic. How bad are they?
0: Uh, if you replace Luca with Goran Dragic, they're that's like fine.
1: that's a good example. Do
0: that. Uh, I don't know, they're like the tenth seed
2: in the West.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: You think they're worse? I I think they're worse. In the West, they're worse than that.
1: Anyway, I mean, just proves how valuable he is. He's he's unbelievable.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, luca has been a playoff-level performer since he was, like, in middle school. He's been doing this shit for so long. I mean, he was so predictable to be, like, the best, like, crunch time performer out of that draft class. And still three teams passed on him for some reason. I don't understand. But yeah, man. He was hitting game winners in the womb. Like it's just just... like quite quite honestly. And before he hit puberty, he was hitting shots. It was insane.
1: There we go. And now
2: we got we got Luca uh closing out the Clippers on the road, stealing game one. And um, you know, you got you guys still got clippers?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Uh, I got Mavs in four.
1: <laughs> I'm, I okay,
0: wish. so I don't know. I got Clippers. I had said Clippers in seven. I think was my original I, I think, prediction. I think maybe did say
1: Clippers. so.
0: I, I mean, I think that's still accurate.
2: I had
1: Clips in like five and six.
2: them in six. in six.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll keep. My, I'll keep my Clips in six.
2: Clips six.
0: All right, Moving on. Nets, Celtics. Um, I predicted a sweep for this game in the Nets' favor. I don't think it will be any different in my opinion. Uh, Although the game was – I don't think I watched this game, but I don't think I watched it too intensely. I think I had it on the background. It was relatively close most of the game, I believe.
1: Yeah, uh, the Celtics played the best game. They'll play all series and still lost by 11. So (sighs) it kind of sucks. Uh, Nets are going to sweep them. The Celtics, like, in all – like, they really did not play bad. Like, the first half, they were – like beating the nets and they were outplaying. I mean, them.
0: tatum shot six for 20 you think that's his best game
1: no but i'm talking about as a i guess that's right i mean if he is a lot
0: i just think their only chance of winning is like tatum drops 50 right. no, which is like possible
1: yeah i agree i don't know though. I, I still think that's probably going to be the best game they play i don't expect the nets or the celtics to really put anything competitive against this nets team so i'm gonna i'm still gonna go nets and four I
2: mean, how could you not? Like the Nets are absurdly good. I mean, Kevin Durant, unlike LeBron, falls on his fucking arm. Looks like his arm Ooh, snaps, that and then he just gets so up like nothing.
0: I thought he was gonna be out for his like. Oh my god! I thought they were have I to know, decapitate it, that thing, amputate it. Looks
2: scary, dude! It looks so scary, and then and he, his thing, his look, arm weighs that? about
0: sixteen pounds at best. So I that's even scarier.
2: Yeah, and the Nets, Kevin Durant had one of the worst first halves I've ever seen from him. He was horrible at the start of this game. And then he flipped the switch and became the KD we all know. I just flipped love the switch. Most of us love him. Flip, uh, flip.
0: I used flip. to love him.
2: Why don't you love KD anymore, Sully?
0: I didn't like the Warriors move. I don't like the way he handles himself on like social media either.
1: Oh come on, he's he's Dude, the he's Twitter hilarious. king. He's a Twitter it's king. Hilarious. Wait, why are you
2: making burner accounts? Okay, okay, I get that, but I mean like that's what I he's hate. So petty.
0: No, 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 no. You can like pepper people on your main account. Go ahead, do whatever you want. But like, I don't like that you're making burner accounts when you're Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, burner accounts are whack. Don't you
0: use burners on the TikTok. Do we use burners on TikTok? <laughs>
2: Don't you use burners? I see you reply I, yourself on I TikTok. I use
0: burners to drive engagement, all right?
1: <laughs> um, moving the double, on. The double standard.
0: Trailblazers, Nuggets. This one was surprising. Trailblazers blowout win, game one. Nuggets come back with their blowout win of their self. Um, I don't, I think I said what I said, like Nuggets at six or something along those lines. I don't feel too differently about this series. I still think the Nuggets are going to win. Damian Lillard is just the quintessential drop 40 in a playoff series and just never win. Yeah. Um, I mean, he obviously went to the West Conference Finals. Was that two years back last year? Yeah, it was two um, years ago. Yeah,
1: so. But, um, but still,
0: I, I have the Nuggets.
1: I'm glad that in game two, yeah, Jokic showed he was the true MVP. Uh, what an well, unbelievable... I mean Jokic went off in game one. Yeah, but game two I would was... argue otherwise. Game two was like <laughs> absurd. Uh game two, he was unbelievable. Easily the best part of the court that day. Trailblazers I mean, it was literally the Damien Lillard show. You go down that box score and it literally just is like Damien Lillard forty two. I think McComb had what, twenty three? Um, and then twenty
0: one. Sorry. Then no one had over. And well, then, yeah, it Norm was like
1: 15. It was like nothing. Um, seven. So Portland didn't play well. Um, I predicted at the beginning of the series, Denver and five. Um, I feel, I think it's like Denver and six now. Um, I kind of think the first game, a lot of people were overreacting saying it was Portland going to win the series, but I still think uh, Denver.
2: Yeah, I mean, Denver's like team is injured. Like they don't have Will Barton and P.J. Dozier and obviously Jamal Murray, and all those guys would be very useful against Damian Lillard, obviously. Damian Lillard has been on a tear in this series so far, and they just don't have those wing defenders that they can throw at him to slow them down somewhat. And that's a huge deal. But the thing is, Portland's defense is so bad, it doesn't matter. When your defense is this dog shit when it comes to this guy, when this... This Nuggets team, this is what's keeping the Nuggets in this series, like entirely. Like Portland should mop the floor with them, but they're not because they can't defend the basket for the shit. I was gonna say something different, but Norman Powell was like a minus twenty-five this game. He was so bad, and just everything. This just Portland is such a flaw. Such a it has such strong strengths. But such weak weaknesses, and that's what's ultimately making me pick the Nuggets in this series, even though the Nuggets are hurt and starting freaking Compazo and uh, playing, you know, Marcus Howard minutes in a playoff series. Marcus Howard, even though I love me some Marcus Howard, but yeah, I mean, in the in Game One, they had a really good game plan against Jokic. Jokic only had one assist, and for Jokic, that is fucking absurd. And his teammate shot, I think like one for 10 on potential assists from him and 10 potential assists for him still isn't a lot of potential assists for Jokic. So they had a great game plan against him and it worked. And then obviously in the second game, the second game was a shit show when it came to the refereeing, but they got absolutely mopped out of the stadium. But uh. Yeah, I'm still standing by my uh, my Nuggets prediction. Um, game one didn't really change anything. and Game two definitely didn't change anything. Okay, yeah, it's Nuggets for sure. Um, moving on.
0: 76ers, Wizards. 76ers, this game was close. Um, I had 76ers in four. I still feel decently uh, confident in that, even though this was a close game. I just think the 76ers have a lot more talent than the Wizards do. And the thing weird about – I mean, Ben Simmons had six points. Um, this is probably – we. this has got to be, like, the 10th, 12th time that we've seen Ben Simmons not be able to score in a playoff series. Uh, and, like, just – obviously, it's one game, but um, – Against oh, to score against an amazing against defense. the
2: wizards nonetheless yeah, yeah yeah
0: exactly so I I really think it is just he cannot score and play like when when the game slows down and you know your game planning and whatnot he is not able to score which is definitely a big problem and I I don't think that's like overreacting he's obviously still semi young technically but. I do think it is definitely a problem that he's going to have throughout his career, but he had 15 rebounds, 15 assists. He had a, a lot of offensive rebounds. He's definitely impacting. He plays defense, obviously great defense. He's impacting the game a ton. He's not like a bad player, but obviously he's never going to be like a top five you know, player or something like that. Um, if you're scoring six points, but regardless, um, I'm taking the 76ers in four. Well, that's Sorry, the Kurt.
1: fit. Oh, it's fine. I, We're not winning the series, Um, but that's, that's the thing is it's like we knew, you know, and I hate that we criticize Simmons because I don't want to, because what he does besides scoring standpoint is unbelievable. And we've talked about that countless times on this podcast, but it's like, we knew when he was at LSU, I mean, he really, he just couldn't shoot every single time he got the ball, he would drive. And if he wasn't driving, he was doing playmaking, but his outside perimeter shot was terrible. But so many people were obsessed with the fact, like I said, he could do so much off the ball. He could just create so many opportunities, do so much besides the scoring standpoint. And he's been nothing short of that in the NBA. Fantastic player, especially what he brings from a defensive presence is what makes him such a great player. But that's the thing is it's like the NBA. And I I hate saying this because so many people say this, but it's true. It's like in today's NBA, If you're unable to shoot the ball, you're not going to succeed and be like a top whatever player, um, especially with a guy like his size. It's obviously if you're like a Joel Embiid type player, even though he can shoot three and you're used primarily as like a down in the post kind of guy, we're not expected for your role to be a shooter. But Ben Simmons, who is that point guard on the team? And obviously his role has never been to be a shooter. You know, it, it's just we haven't seen him, obviously, get that perimeter shot, and it kind of hurts the team in a little bit. But to talk about the series as a whole, um, the Wizards, I predicted Sixers and Five. Um, the, I thought the, if the Wizards really were going to win a game, it would maybe be Game 1. Um, and there were times, I mean, we were winning in Game 1. I mean, we played fine, but the defense that Philadelphia brings to the table is unbelievable. I mean you know Washington and you guys all know this is a very primarily offensive team. I mean we can do a lot offensively. We have Russell and obviously Bradley Beal and we still have shooters like Raw Neto and you know Davis Bertans when he's on fire. We have many scoring opportunities but defensively this was a nightmare for us. Couldn't get anything going. There's a span of the third quarter where literally for like 3 minutes straight they were they caused like four turnovers and it was just a chaotic mess. We are playing terrible um but 76ers you know i still don't think they're the favorite out of the east um obviously we guessing we all agree are going to title that as the nets but the sixers team is very legit they have a lot of good things they can do um and this Wizards team is really just not that good i mean like i said besides the two guys that i mentioned beal and westbrook go down the list there's really not a lot of guys who bring a lot to the table i mean we have some defensive guys on the team like Mur is a very good defensive player offensively though he's nothing that we are loving so this wizards team i don't think they're gonna obviously do much in the series and as for the sixers you know i think a lot of people are going to say it was not the best performance in game one and that's true but showed a lot of good things obviously tobias harris no one expected to have a 40 point 40 point game from him Danny Green was, you know, making a lot of shots. And I'm pretty confident that the Sixers team, even if they're losing in the second round or if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals, if they're playing the Nets, will put up a fight. And I'm not expecting too much like them to get to the finals, but they're still a very decent team.
2: Yeah, I mean, this game was weird because in the fourth quarter down the stretch, it essentially boiled down to who wanted to lose this game more because both teams were playing like dog shit, like down the stretch, just costly turnover off after costly turnover, bad shot after bad shot. It was very ugly at the end of that game because both teams had a chance to clearly run away with it, but neither took the opportunity to like the wizards could have pulled ahead pretty easily, but you know, the Westbrook out-of-bounds play uh, where you could argue his heel didn't touch, but you can't really turn that over. It doesn't matter <laughs> like, what yeah. made a difference. Exactly. And then Embiid finally, you know, kind of closed it out. But, yeah, I, it's the Wizards. I, no one expected them to come in and win this series.
1: Sorry, Gert, but... It's fine. It's the truth. We're not that good. Oh, man, don't say that. You're really good. All right.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Lakers, Suns. Um, oh, we got
1: so much to say about this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of people obviously had the Lakers winning this game. They thought that the Suns kind of got screwed over in the uh, you know playoff system that happened with the playing games. Lakers were hurt a lot of mostly the year, came in as the seventh seed. No one really thinks that the Lakers deserve a seventh seed. Obviously, we think that they're better. But Suns handled this game pretty well. Anthony Davis played absolutely horrific. Um, I do have to say, I'm not going to say too much about this game. I'll let you guys talk about it. Um, I am going back to my hatred of LeBron James. Uh, I used to hate him. Then I, then I came into respecting him and understanding how good he is at basketball and not so much you know hating him for the things that he does. I'm back to hating him uh, for what he does because this man – I mean, he, this, this in the last four or five games alone, he's been on the ground multiple minutes in games where he's getting poked in the eye, hit in the shoulder. Listen, man, you're LeBron James. Uh, you're the most physically gifted athlete, maybe in the world, um, and definitely in like the NBA. And it, he's up there, and, and you're on the ground for almost two minutes because you got poked in the eye. Um, I know MLB players that get hit in the face with a hundred mile an hour fastball, and they walk off the field. Joe Burrow walked off the field after tearing his ACL within sixty seconds. Uh, there's NHL players that get you know destroyed, and they walk off the they skate off the ice within thirty seconds. God damn, Sully, so you're like. Uh, You're listen, like
2: you pulling out the receipts. No, because
0: it's it's ridiculous. It really is. It's just like this guy literally wants everything to be about him. Do you guys see the uh when they were playing the Suns, he got hit in the shoulder, CP3 boxed him out, boxed him out on a free throw. He goes down to the ground, he's hurt, a fight breaks out, he gets up, walks over to where the fight is, and collapses on the ground again. I mean, dude, it's so ridiculous. I I'm what really makes me angry is the kind of the new wave of players that cry and like tr- draw fouls instead of trying to score. And this is definitely led by Trey young when I was watching the next game. And I mean, Luca's is my favorite player and Luke, Luca does this just as much as anyone. So it kind of sucks too. But, um, So that kind of pissed me off and coupled that with like LeBron's idea of like getting hurt and just like crying on the ground. I I can't stand it anymore. But with that being said, um, he didn't play too well. So he's definitely got to play better. If you're going to go cry on the ground, at least drop 40 points because you're LeBron James. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about Uh, that. I feel decently more confident in the suns. Now I said Lakers at seven, I believe in this game, um, I could definitely see the Suns winning this. Uh, Devin Booker is, I've been preaching Devin Booker for as long as he entered the league and everyone says, empty stats, blah, 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 when the Suns used to suck three or four years ago. Um, Well, even two years ago. He's amazing. He's ridiculously talented. He's going to be a stud in this league. He's unbelievable on the offensive end. Um, So I like the Suns. Honestly, I might be switching. I might be jumping the gun a little bit.
1: I predicted Phoenix and seven and I've been riding Phoenix. I mean, you guys know that they're my finals pick uh, instead of, cause I think the norm with most media outlets and you kind of took that approach. So it's not a bad thing, but I think a lot of people focus on the Lakers and I kind of want this, my conversation to be talking about what the Phoenix did so well. Devin Booker was the best player on the court that day. And in his first ever playoff game, I gave all the credit in the world to him. He was unbelievable. 35 points, best offensive player there. It was great. But what I really want to talk about is DeAndre Aiden. because even throughout the whole year, the jump that he took from his rookie to his sophomore year, no one was talking about it. And it was amazing what he was doing. And in the game where he's having to go through Anthony Davis, the whole game, he outplayed Anthony Davis. And it's not even relatively close. Anthony Davis was not good this game at all. And DeAndre Aiden was certainly good that game. And I give DeAndre Ayton all the credit in the world for how he handled Anthony Davis, and it was incredible to watch. Um, this Suns team, I mean, I, I, and we talked about this, Sam, and it was definitely a concern. No playoff really recent success. I mean, we obviously have seen the Suns team suck for the prior years, and that was definitely a concern going into this year. But you look at this team as a roster, and you look at, obviously, the run by Monty Williams, it's 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 incredible. This team is so fun. They do so many things well. There's so many guys on this team, like Cam Johnson and Michael Bridges who the average NBA fan won't talk about, but they bring so much to the Suns team and the Suns team is just so well crafted and the job that they've done with this roster this year is just amazing to see. I'm a big fan of them and it sucked that they had to go through the Lakers in the first round because obviously we saw the Lakers be the defending champions. And if any team is going to defeat Phoenix in the first round, I thought that'd be LA. I still predicted Phoenix in seven though, because I think that a Phoenix can, uh, and we saw it in game one. Um, and even though LA did not play well this game, you only lost by nine and there were moments where LA could have won this game. So I still think they're going to win three games, but Phoenix love the way they played. I think they do so many things well. Devin Booker, obviously, is not scared of the moment. He's going to be one of or not the best player on the court for most of these games this series. And I think that if it does get to that game seven, you're back in Phoenix. Phoenix will find a way to win. Um, And I think that people are going to then start realizing this team is a legit NBA contender. Huge fan of them. Uh, Got not much to say. Love them.
2: Yeah, I mean, when Chris Paul goes out and he's in and out of the game multiple times because of his shoulder injury where he can't feel his arm and Phoenix still puts up great numbers and just outscores them. That says a lot. And Chris Paul comes back in the game and I nearly shit myself that he almost injured himself out of another playoff series. Cause I would have been heartbroken had he done that, especially in this year. Um, he comes back out and he's essentially only playing with his left hand. He's refusing to shoot the ball. When he does shoot the ball, it's a fucking line drive, it's just, it's not good. And so he's basically only using his left hand. He's not even like 50%. It was bad, but they still won like pretty handily. And that's to attribute to, like you said, their players on their roster that you and me have sung their praises before. And then, I mean, Anthony Davis, his confidence just looks shot. Like He's just not playing confident basketball. It's similar to to Bam out of bio right now. He's not going into the post. He's not going into the interior. He's trying not to score. I mean, it's just really like ugly to see. And it's like, you know, these players like Anthony Davis, you could argue is the most talented player in the Lakers, but he's just not using it. It's infuriating to watch especially when a guy like Andre Drummond, who's probably the worst player in the NBA, just like Julius Randle to Sully. Uh, <laughs> Drummond is just horrible. He's a liability out there. They, they cannot keep playing this guy. I don't know what Frank Vogel's weird obsession with him is. Like, literally, you signed Mark Gasol. Like, use him against Aiden if you have to. Or run AD at the five. Like I feel like their only chance in the seat in the series at this point is you have to run AD at the five pretty much no matter what, or see what Gasol can give you. Just Drummond is not.
1: The Lakers are so opposed to using AD as like the center spot. I I hate that. It's so dumb. I absolutely
2: hate that. He'd fucking dominate if he was used as it all the time, but no, (sighs) they're stubborn. And obviously, we saw what AD can do in the playoffs, like he did last year, where he was a freaking monster. But this summer, could be
0: this could be the first time that LeBron level loses level. in the first round. I feel like that's like the one thing that he's kind of holding over the head of Michael Jordan. You know. Moving on to Knicks Hawks, this series—I mean, this game was absolutely ridiculous. Um, like me and Sam said, when Kurt wasn't wasn't able to make uh, last week's ep- or last episode, uh, Sorry, we boys. said. The NBA is better when the Knicks are better. And you saw that. I mean, that was a hard thing to say because we hadn't really seen the Knicks in the playoffs since 2013. But you saw that in game one. It was absolutely electric in that arena. And it wasn't even full capacity, which is ridiculous. I got to make it full. Um, But regardless, not to get too political on here. uh, The Knicks played, you know, Julius Randle had one of his worst games of the season. And they still only lost by two points. I think that the downfall of this game, not only was Randall's shooting performance, but, um, you know, putting Frank needle Aquina who played maybe three or four minutes in this game on Trey young at the end of the game. I mean, Trey young did one crossover at about half court and Frank looked like he was in a blender and I knew it was over. Uh, he, he had him going every which way and just had his way with him. Got a free floater. Um, the amount of floater Trey young's floater game is ridiculous like he he gets a little bit open space and he's like five or six feet from the basket automatic bucket every time uh the knicks have really good defense but it's hard to stop trey young uh it's just he's kind of like an he's so good at offense but uh this game overall alec burks has literally just turned into kobe Bryant in the middle of that game it was absolutely insane he hit almost every single shot he did miss a big shot at the end of the game though. i think a three which probably would have sealed, not sealed the game, but it would have changed the game a lot. Uh, but overall, I, I like the Knicks chances. I think I said Knicks in seven originally. So I still think that's going to happen. I think that was, you know, a really good game from both sides. But uh, like I said, Julius Randle had his worst performance of the season up there. So I think that he's going to turn it around. And I think that the Knicks are going to take this. But absolutely electric game. MSG was popping. Uh, you look yeah absolutely love to see it Derek Rose is the man too I love Derek rose he is he played so well he um he's crafty he's he's the man honestly so I would love to see the Knicks win the series what do you guys think
1: uh to think that Derek Rose I mean, I've said this like three podcasts a row ago um was equivalent to Dennis Smith and a second rounder is very sad to me um I don't know what Detroit was doing in that Steel. regard it was a steal. Um, but I also said this last podcast, Sam agreed with me that, you know, Knicks and you obviously heard it Sully. Um, the Knicks are just, this is like one of the most fun teams I've ever watched. And I'm not even a Knicks fan. They're awesome. Um, but I literally don't think I've had more fun supporting. like a non-Wizards team than this Knicks team. Madison square garden was fucking unreal. Um, and And for Trey young, I mean, who like, that's gotta be the dream making a game winning shot in Madison square guarding and shutting up the crowd. I mean, you dream of that as a little kid Uh, and Trey young did that and it was absurd. Um, This series is going to be very intense. I predicted Nixon six, but I kind of think Nixon seven. Now I think it could go seven. Um, Obviously the Knicks, I think they swept the Hawks in the regular season three Oh, um so I was leaning more towards five or six I thought that the Knicks obviously matched up well against this Hawks team um even when the Hawks were you know down so many players when they played in MSG that one time in the regular season uh still felt confident on the Knicks and I still do I think they'll win but it's gonna be very close uh love both of these squads and it should be a very good series
2: yeah I mean the Hawks are a more talented team than the Knicks but I feel like the Knicks have more toughness and grit to them, you know, and they're more conditioned for this moment. And, you know, after seeing game one, Tibbs made some weird decisions. Uh, Most specifically, Frank Neokina at the end of the game. Uh, I know Neokina is one of your best on-ball defenders. It's just you play him, what, two possessions before that? And in those two possessions, there's no chance he's going to be able to get a feel for Trey Young in those, set, in, those, um, in those possessions. You need to have him play a good, decent chunk of the game so you can get a feel for him, so he can feel him out, kind of get his moves down. But what he went on the court, Sully said it best. Trey Young made him look like a sitting duck. He, he looked horrible. But, you know, Alfred, the, Alfred Payton – is essentially not playing anymore. He's just starting to start because Tibbs likes him for some reason. Huh. Uh, Derrick Rose is the guy who's been playing most of the game. And Emmanuel quickly has been great. And when he hit that three, that transition three, oh, was my absurd. God, MSG was crazy. went down. Like, that place is going to burn to the ground. But, I mean, the Hawks, they're just more talented. Their roster is so good. And I – It's unbelievable that some guys like Clint Capella, who they got for literally nothing, they got him for a first-round pick. Clint Capella has been amazing this season, and John Collins has been good, but he still has yet to take the next step, and they got wing players that are great, like Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, that hurts to say, uh, DeAndre Hunter. And, you know, Gallinari and with his raccoon. Kevin Herter. Kind of some respect yeah, to my uh, Maryland Herder boy. And Kevin Herter, <laughs> of course. And the Knicks, they just lack talent, if you get what I'm saying. You yeah. know, you get an Alec Burks game and you wasted it. You know, you get an Alec Burks game where Julius Randle just didn't play well and you lose the game at home. That's brutal. And why is Alec Burks inbounding the ball on the last play of the game for a Julius Randle post-up fadeaway. Like, what are you doing there? That's just stupid with the with how Burks was playing that game and how Julius Randle was just chucking up shots for the sake of chucking up shots. But the Knicks offense kind of just does that. They, It's a lot of standing around, and then, oh, here you go, Julius. Save us. That's literally what they've they done. They did that entire game, and he wasn't hitting his shots, and no one would – change their minds on how they were going to play the offense and that's what hurt them in the end and they nearly won the, se- the game but some weird decisions and some bad plays ultimately lost in this game but i mean this series is gonna be freaking amazing and we knew this going into it and um I'm super excited. I know, like, every basketball fan is excited because this was the exact best outcome for both the Hawks and the Knicks and fans for a playoff series. And it's living up to the hype so far.
1: It has. I'm so excited. Um, so, is your pick still the Knicks or is it Hawks now? I'm not someone to change my pick.
2: Uh, you guys are both changing your picks around in this pod. I'm, I'm standing strong because think about it. Like Knicks, I had Nixon seven, the Hawks have to, in order to for the Knicks to win in seven, the right. Hawks, Hawks have to, to win, win yeah. three games.
1: The only one so I changed I'm not that worried. The only one I changed is Milwaukee and Miami. It's all Sully. Huh, you can, you about. can uh, we'll have a combo with Sully. He's the one that, uh. if you're confused, all your listeners, Sully had to leave early. So he's not with us anymore.
2: Tragic. Yeah. He it, passed.
1: That'd be, <laughs> Is terrible um all right last game we'll talk about is the grizzlies jazz game one um i mean what a performance by the grizzlies and what a performance by dylan brooks who obviously is known for being a defensive guy and the best basketball
2: player in the world
1: yeah that that's unbelievable tie- dude i swear <laughs> nah but offensively it was unbelievable you had obviously john Morant do his thing kyle anderson valentuna is like this team is legit. And, you know, obviously during the year, I wasn't paying too much attention to this Memphis team. Sam kind of put me on to what were, they were doing and uh, hyped them up. And now I'm a big Memphis guy. Thanks to you. Thank you, Sam. Uh, Um, No, but in all honesty, such a young squad and they're rebuilding in the right way. Um, Obviously with the current roster, they're not like a finals contender, but so many pieces of it, will be conducted into what they want to incorporate for years to come and being a legitimate contender. Um, obviously, like I said, Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Jaron Jackson, this, this Grizzlies team is playing great. Um, and even though I, I, I've seen a lot of people say that the Grizzlies, and that's called overreaction, so many people are like, Grizzlies are going to win the series now. I, I'm, I'm so very confident it's going to be the Jazz, um, even though they did not play well at all this game. Um, This Jazz team, I'm not going to dictate one game as opposed to what I've seen all season. No doubt they'll win, I think, in five or six games. But it's a praise to what Memphis has done. No one expected them to win um, against Golden State in that playing game. And no one surely expected them to win game one against Utah. So all the credit in the world to them. Well, we do have
2: to keep in mind, Donovan Mitchell did not play in this game. That is something of note. But he hasn't played in a month. And that's kind of a big thing of concern heading into the series, because let's think about this with the way Dylan Brooks is playing on defense right now, Dylan Brooks was doing his thing against Steph Curry in those games, uh, against those in those games. He played down the stretch at the end of the season in the play in and the last game of the season, he was doing his thing against Steph Curry. He was holding them up. Now is Donovan Mitchell returning from injury with, a Dylan Brooks guarding him 24 seven because Memphis is not afraid to throw Dylan Brooks on someone for the entire 48 minutes. They're not afraid to do that. And I am very confident Dylan Brooks will not leave Donovan Mitchell's side in this series. And Donovan Mitchell is very mad about this, that he didn't play in game one, but is he going to be a hundred percent right out the gate? And will he be good with Dylan Brooks on him the entire time? It's going to be interesting to see how that new wrinkle kind of plays into this, especially with Rudy Gobert falling out late in this game, actually pretty early on considering his stature as a defensive player. And just a lot of things went wrong for the jazz in this game. And the the Grizzlies, I've talked about how much I love them so many times and how much I've just praised them for, how they've built this roster. They have 15 literal NBA rotational players on their, like Xavier Tillman. You look at his box score. You're like, Oh, he did nothing. You know, wasn't that big of a game. Not nah, this man was boxing the hell out of everyone that came into his path. He's playing great defense. He's getting legitimate playoff run and he's a rookie. That's absurd. And this, and also Desmond Bain is getting ridiculous playoff run as a rookie. And these were the 30th and 35th picks in the 2020 drafts where we thought, oh, this class sucks. This Memphis team is great. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is becoming a non-factor in these games now because he gets four fouls when he enters a yeah. game at this point because he yeah. fouls all the time. And they're just running this squad out. Dylan Brooks is now the best player in the NBA since he finally somehow found out he could score and John Morant is emerging into a superstar. He's been great and he's taking control of this offense and he doesn't turn the ball over like at all, which is so important for a team like Memphis. And I I do want to bring this up because I think it's kind of funny. Do you remember a few years back at the trade deadline when Marshawn Brooks got traded to Phoenix in the Kelly Oubre trade, and then they thought they were getting Dylan Brooks. Uh,
1: Yeah, I do. You remember that? Yeah. I remember
2: when that trade happened, and I was like, they got Dylan Brooks? I was like, what? Yeah. And then it wasn't. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) Some no name guy, and then the trade got changed to uh, didn't the trade get changed to just Washington Phoenix? Is that right? Where Kelly Oubre went to Washington? Yeah, Yeah yeah crazy man how things turn out but yeah i know memphis i I still think the jazz win this series i said jazz sweep but obviously i'm wrong now uh so i have to change it um i'll go jazz in six because of memphis's tenacity that they've shown and phoenix uh utah is gonna have to adjust with donovan mitchell coming back and uh you know just i feel like memphis will take another game off of them but could you imagine if memphis wins this series could you imagine
1: it'd be crazy i want to say it's possible but like i don't i just don't know i and think
2: it, it is possible anything's is, possible right
1: but... yeah um God, be, that'd be that'd be electric <laughs> i'd be i'd be loving that so much um what's intriguing though is kind of off topic but like i don't know if you saw but the athletic just posted an article like an hour ago it it's about like donovan mitchell's like frustration with utah um and mm-hmm. how like he was upset that he didn't play in game one they held him out um he thought he was ready to go and they made the executive decision that he wasn't going to play so who knows what's going to happen game two with him um and i don't know i mean i didn't read the whole article but it's he, seems he like, is pl-
2: he is playing game yeah they already said that
1: it's going to be uh it's kind of intriguing to say the least because I- he's not going anywhere. Oh no, I'm not saying he's going anywhere. Okay, good. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're, I'm just saying like, this is the first time we've seen him showcase frustration towards Utah. And it's like, who knows where it's going to project. Obviously I don't think it's going to be like he leaves, but not, you know, just intriguing to go and look into it a little bit. It was a good article. So,
2: yeah, I mean like he signed his extension in this, in the off season. Uh, He's got a five-year extension about to kick in after this year he's locked in that he's not going anywhere but of course nba twitter had to run and do their jersey swaps of him everywhere the -hmm. lakers miami you know all that shit um but no he's staying he's just frustrated so and you can't blame him for that because they did they didn't sit him out for some reason
1: yeah all right so that's it um for our little first round or first couple games reactions uh we'll probably do this again as nba seems to be the only thing going on right now Uh, but thank you guys for listening uh until next time we'll catch you guys later and thank you guys for all the support follow us on instagram subscribe to us on youtube do all that good stuff until next time we'll see you later Bye bye